What's going on, Catterman and Catterwomen? Holy crap, bro! That's a big oh, one. That's a big one. What the? What is going on, Catterman and Catterwomen? Or should I say, we're going to start this podcast off, episode one, with Catter Nation. Well, first of all, I want to welcome all of you to the podcast. I know that I haven't been exactly very active on YouTube, but I've been working on a lot of side projects in the past. And if you guys don't know who I am and you are curious, well, let me first off uh, introduce myself to you. My name is Kevin, also known as Catterman. I am a catfishing guru here on the East Coast. I hunt down giant catfish, flathead catfish, channel catfish, blue catfish. Heck, in the summertime, I even go shark fishing all the time, or should I say whenever I can, which uh, in most cases lets me uh, lets me fish quite often, a lot more than most people. So I'm about 27 years of ripe young age. I grew up in Europe. I grew up specifically in Germany, and I'm still a German citizen. I'm a permanent resident here in the U.S. since 2002. So, after that, now that we have that past us, let me tell you a little bit more about myself. So, this is going to be all about me, right? I, I can't wait to have guests on the show because it's going to make it even more interesting to have banter. And it's going to be even more interesting. I'm really trying to bring plenty of different viewpoints onto the show. But more so, of anything, I'm really trying to showcase to you who I really am. And why fishing is so great, but also why, with every amount of greatness, like Uncle Ben said, comes great responsibility. So, first topic today is going to be something that people always ask me is why catfishing? And I, I think this really spreads more to a lot of different types of fishing and why just sitting there and waiting for something to happen. See, ever since I was young and I think I had my first fishing rod in my hand around two years of age... I've always enjoyed not only fishing, but being surrounded by nature. Hearing the birds chirp. Hearing all kinds of other noise out there. And just feeling like you're getting in touch with that primal instinct of yours. So, I first started fishing for yellow perch. And uh, I think you call them Rotfedern in Germany. And over here you call them Golden Shiners. So we have two different types. We have Rotfedern, which are silver. No, they're more golden with red fins. And then we have Plötze, which are more silver with red fins. So that was the first species of fish I really targeted, as well as European yellow perch. And I just got hooked because I was out there. I had my mind transfixed on it. And, and one thing also to keep in mind here is that when I was younger, I had a lot of issues to deal with. I was not an easy kid. I, I needed constant attention. My brain clearly was overly hyper and active. And so I was first misdiagnosed with ADD, then ADHD. And around, I would say, eight or nine years of age, I was finally diagnosed with Asperger's, uh, which lands on the high, I think it was like a high, they call it deficiency, but really it means it's like it's milder autism. It's you can't look people in the eyes, you have a hard time listening. You have a hard time expressing a lot of social interaction with people. 
it makes life really difficult. But as you'll notice with a lot of people with autism, they have like some fixation, which they're extremely good at. Let's say like something they know so much about. And for some odd reason, they pick up a lot. So fishing for me became that fixation. Fish in general, biology of fish, reading books of fish. I, I consumed it all. Dinosaurs too, but that's that's another topic. So fish, just everyone knew me as being like the fish boy. If there was like water nearby, there was a lake, a pond, you would, could expect, especially as a kid, I would be running over there. Everyone would be looking like, what is he doing? And I'd just be watching all these little organisms just, just swimming through the water and seeing what they would do. And I'll be so curious to understand their biology, everything, their little organs I could see inside of them, all the fish too. It just, it just, I, I became crazy about it. I just became obsessed. And that kind of carried on into then fishing and wanting to be out there and catching these fish and looking at them. But I've always had a lot of respect for wildlife. Take it a couple of years in the future. You know, I've had, I had a very hard upbringing. My father and I didn't get along well for many, many, many years. Um, it, it was not easy being in the same house with him. And this transpired all throughout middle school and high school. And so through middle school, I was bullied a lot. I, I was rejected a lot. Let's just say my ratio with women was, was pretty bad in high school and in middle school. And then uh, in high school, I tried to join the football team. I just I could never get into the, the in-guys crowd. You know, I just wasn't that kind of guy. I, I was always more, you know, I, I think deep inside, I was always smarter. And I, I knew it. I, I just, I was interested in bigger things, more earthly things, worldly things. And that just, that really made me feel very outside of the box. I did not feel very welcome. I didn't feel very accepted. But fishing was always that thing. That kept me going. And so I used to fish for bass. I, I did really good at that. I was pretty good at that. I'm not going to lie. Even though I didn't really catch many big fish. And then that kind of transpired to fishing for carp. I tried that. I started getting good at that. And then one day I watched this YouTube video. You know, and mind you, this is like I'm obsessed with fishing now by the time. This is early college. And I saw this guy that, that was catfishing. And so... Prior, so let's say between bass fishing and, and learning how to carp fish and then getting to catfish, there was many things that happened in my life too at that point, uh, which kind of brought me to getting back in contact with nature and therefore more with myself. So let's just say high school is bass fishing and carp fishing, trying to fit in, very depressed all the time, many suicidal thoughts and moments. Then comes early community college. Now I'm starting to finally get into the in crowd. Fishing kind of takes a back burner. I'm just doing it here and there on the weekends. Uh, I do start doing a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, start doing a lot of drugs. I started, you know, selling drugs, all of this. Okay. And I, and I don't usually bring that up, but I just want you to fully understand uh, my story. Maybe you can relate to it. Maybe you can see the positives out of it. You know, that just because you make stupid decisions doesn't mean you have to make yourself pay for them mentally for the rest of your life. So, Regardless, you know, that's basic community college, you know, I mean, girls, things are going a little bit better with that. So I start getting into this vicious cycle of partying all the time, not caring about my life, doing drugs, not holding a good job. But, but fishing, you know, is always there. So then, uh, long story short, I get into a couple of incidents, legal incidences, and this is when things start to go more downhill. I have to go to rehab. I actually go to rehab for alcohol and for various drugs. I get out. 
And this is when, you know, I, I get really into carp fishing because there was a little tiny stream near my outhouse. Or I guess you could say like a recovery house. And I'd go there every single day, like after work, like grinding after work, barely surviving on an $8 an hour job, working full time. And I start fishing for carp just as a sunset. And I, I would catch tons of big 20, 25 pound carp in this little tiny stream. And that's when that moment started, when I was at peace, I could enjoy the sounds of nature. And every couple of minutes, you would just hear the, the rod bending over or drag screaming. But that's the thing you can you can when you're fishing with bait like that you can appreciate nature and so that kind of fishing with carp fishing drew me more into wanting to look into different species now i come back home i'm able to find a good job i'm able to go back to college and here comes catfishing slowly creeping into the picture and at this point in time there's a little lake near us at mercer county community college where i'm fishing for like channel catfish and bullhead catfish and then I find this video, like I was just talking to you about just a second ago, I find this video by this guy called Steve Douglas, the catfish dude. Now the catfish dude, if you don't know who the catfish dude is, he's this guy who, is, uh, who knows a lot about catfishing down south. Everybody knows him on, uh, on YouTube. He's Steve Douglas. <laughs> and uh, he really, he intrigued me because he was catching these huge blue catfish and flatheads. And, and this is kind of now that, morphing phase of like realizing what's out there i can go on road trips i can try to catch these fish so i'm uh, i'm in central new jersey and i realized after doing a lot of research that there's this little river nearby that not a lot of people know about uh at least when it comes to flathead catfish and that's called the schuylkill river and then there's also the susquehanna river in pennsylvania so the susquehanna is about an hour and 45 away and the Schuylkill's about an hour. So uh, I actually went to finally start exploring as I was getting more into channel catfishing on the Delaware River. And I wanted to kind of start catching flatheads. So I buy all these <laughs> stupid rods on Amazon, like the Eagle Claw, like like catfish rod, which is a piece of junk, if you ask me. Like saltwater junk rods, like a Zepco, like catfish fighter, which is a terrible, terrible rod. Really cheaply made, really crappy. But, you know, I thought I knew what I was doing. And I head down with my buddy to go down to the Susquehanna River. We come to the Conowingo Dam. And we're trying to catch fish and a flathead catfish. And all we start doing is losing sinkers and rigs and baits. It's just not working out for us. But then we started catching some big channel catfish. And we just enjoyed the scenery. And even though we didn't catch a lot and we didn't catch the flathead catfish that we wanted to catch drew me in like we would still be able to enjoy the scenery because of the style of fishing so take this a couple of years into the future now you know i spend more and more time cat fishing i get better at it i get better rigs going and here we are you know i've i've worked for the i worked for the company casking while i was a, a pro staff for them for about two years i uh, was hired by the company as a trade show manager i didn't really like the culture at in the workplace so i decided it wasn't the place for me i left them after about three months now i'm working for a really really awesome company uh where i really like the work culture i really like the people i work with i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm very happy with where i'm at in life and i really feel like i'm just starting to become that public figure that's able to not only show people you know that you know, I can be very professional as a cat fisherman, but also, you know, I have a lot of knowledge I'd like to impart with future generations. 
And one of the most important things for me is, is one, imparting this love for catfishing and that style of sitting bait fishing style onto you. Then also showing you how you can enjoy being around your friends while doing that. And then also at the same time showing that I really want to spread awareness that we need to take care of our planet. And that those are my foundations. It's respect unto others and treat them how you would want to be treated. See the best in people, but also be able to stand up for yourself if their worst comes out. Understanding that there's a future that we need to work towards to protect trophy fish and species of fish that are in decline. And just having a good time fishing. So right now, at the tender age of 27 and after after having fished for about 25 years of my life, I got to tell you guys my favorite species of fish, really, as you know, those of you who watched me on YouTube for a while, is catfish, but sharks too. Sharks are just so cool. So that's kind of where we're at. So, you know, now we're getting to the section where I've kind of told you about myself, you know. So if you guys want to know anything more in the meantime, let me know down in the comments. Let me know what you'd like to hear in the future or hear me talk about. But now I want to talk about some news in the catfishing world. So, this is where it gets interesting. First of all, big news in the catfishing industry right now. And this is coming directly from social media, especially on Facebook. Is the Catfish Conference in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, this is going to be taking part February 22nd to the 24th here of 2019. I believe there's still plenty of hotel rooms around. And if you're really interested, really into fishing, should I say catfishing, and you're willing to make a trip to meet all kinds of famous catfishing YouTubers as well as look at the newest gear for the year, this is going to be the conference to go to. One, you're going to see great show specials from many, many manufacturers and companies. Two, you're going to be able to meet these people who are behind these companies. And three, it's also a great place to network if you're trying to get more into the catfishing industry and you want to potentially grow as a social media influencer and a public figure in that specific niche. I know there's a lot of people trying to get into the fishing industry, and I'll tell you what, you need to play it very smart and you need to plan it. You need to have a game plan when you're approaching it. So keep that in mind. Also, being professional and being PG, maybe PG-13 also helps. And it's just because then you get to relate with more people and more people get to relate to you. And that is a very important aspect too because if you're a public figure, you are also a role model onto others. So when it comes down to a section now of catfish news past that, uh, when I go on Google and I look up catfishing, let's just say it, it's not exactly catfishing that comes up. What actually comes up are some pretty disturbing news things here of a lot of people going on social media and catfishing other people. If you don't know exactly know what that is, catfishing is when you act as if you're someone else to deceive others to being more interested in you on social media. And so really it's that kind of moment where you think they're really hot or she's really attractive. You're like, let's get to know each other, see each other. They're like, okay. And then you see them in public. You're like, dude, that is not the person that I saw on your profile. That is cat. You have just been catfished. So yeah, you know, right now is the winter time, so I don't see too much news. There's a lot of tournaments happening, but it's especially the trade show season. So if you're interested in going to trade shows, which always have good fishing deals and show you the best new equipment, I would recommend look around in your area and see what you can find and look into those shows and attending those because they're almost always worth it and it's better than doing nothing, right? So there's a lot of ice. We've had a lot of cold chills here on the East Coast. So for me, I haven't had the chance to really go catfishing lately. However, I'll tell you what, 
as soon as the weather turns in the next couple of weeks, which it looks like it's going to, channel catfish are going to be hot and ready for nice big baits. White perch, sunfish here on the East Coast and the Delaware River work especially good. Threadfin and gizzard chat are great too if you can catch those. And if you can even find eel, frozen eel, that actually works really great for channel catfish too. And it's a big time favorite, especially down the Potomac River for blue catfish by people such as Elstan Perez, also called Chunky Cats Fishing. And you can find them on YouTube by searching Chunky, S-C-H-U-N-K-Y, Cats, C-A-T-A-S, sorry, C-A-T-A-S, Fishing. So Chunky Cats Fishing, check them out. They're awesome and they're really active down in Washington. But yeah, so those are going to be the big baits. I recommend for Channel Catfish here five or six odd Eagle Claw Laser Sharp Circle Hooks, the inline ones. You don't need to put a lot of drag on a Channel Catfish, even though these circle hooks are really thin wire and they can't take a lot of power. But they're really cheap and they do their job well and they hook fish in the side of the mouth. If you're curious and you've never used circle hooks before, they're a really great alternative because you don't have to set the hook by like throwing your rod tip back real hard. You just reel right into the fish and the hook finds the perfect spot in the corner of the mouth. So yeah, that's going to be good on the Delaware River. I recommend 20 or 30 pound Stren High Impact Monofilament for your leader line. And for main line, you can go either with that 20 pound Stren High Impact for channel catfish or 30 pound braid. Any kind of braid will work well. Pisces Fun Braid, Godline, Cast King Superpower, Cast King Cast Pro, Power Pro, sup, you know, you name it. You know what I mean. So that's that's a pretty good setup. For Channel Cavish from the from the bank, I recommend a eight or nine foot medium action rod, anywhere from like 10 to 20 pound test, up to one to two ounces of weight. And if you're going from a kayak, you can go with like a simple six foot six medium heavy ugly stick rod with monofilament line. Or if you're going with braided line, go with like a Cast King, Cat Tech in the seven foot range. Spinning with bay feeder reels or conventional bay casters are great too. So that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, I'm going ice fishing. I actually went ice fishing for the first time yesterday. It was awesome. It was nine inches of ice. We were using tip ups, which are really fun. They have these little reel apparatuses on them. When a predator hits your bait fish, it just takes off and the flag pops up. And just like catfishing, you wait and then you run towards wherever the flag pops up. So that was really cool. I caught a really big bass that was probably almost pushing five pounds. But if he was healthy because he was really skinny, he would probably have been pushing almost seven pounds. That's how big he was. So it was a lot of fun. I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to talk more about that with you guys too. But now it comes almost to the close of our first podcast. And I hope that you've enjoyed it because it's pretty sweet, right? And that is... Some future guests that are going to be on the show is going to be It's Droopy Now, or also known as Catter Kid on my YouTube channel. We're also going to talk about different manufacturers in the next episode and which ones I think are going to be the hottest in 2019 for catfishing gear. We're also going to talk about some news as well as cold water flathead catfish, which seems to be a hot topic right now in the industry. I want to delve into that more and I also want to call out the people who are making a fool of themselves on social media by constantly bringing it up and bashing others. Because when there's one thing that we want to do as a community, it's to bring everyone together. Anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed this first podcast. If you liked it, let me know down below. I want to hear some of your questions. And from now on also, we're going to start every single episode off with some questions you've sent in to me. And you can send these to Catterman, C-A-T-T-E-R-M-A-N, period, adventures, A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R. 
A-T-T-E-R-E-S at gmail.com. So caterman.adventures at gmail.com. Just title a subject, podcast two, question. Send me some questions. I'd love to answer them. And once we get more questions in and this podcast really starts rolling, you can be sure that I'm going to start finding some raffles, maybe having some items we can just sell off to. And if you're interested in my YouTube videos, my YouTube channel, and some of you, well, most of you are probably already subscribed to it who are now listening to this podcast, check it out on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash Adventures. You'll find my channel there. Check out my videos. Let me know what you think. Anyways, Catterman and Catterwomen, we're past the first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for more sweet catfishing action, and I will see you guys next time. Catterman out! Eh, eh, eh.